Good morning, this is Ryan File from the Mail Tribune, and you're listening to the First Thing Podcast. It's a weekday podcast that touches on our top two or three stories of the day. You can listen to past episodes and other podcasts done by my colleagues at mailtribune.com slash podcasts. You can also listen to them on your mobile device using SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. Anyway, let's get right to it. It's Tuesday, May 8th, 2018. First up, Medford residents discovered KKK flyers and candy Sunday morning, left in the dark of night on their driveways or the sidewalk nearby. It's unknown how many flyers were distributed, but dozens could be seen scattered throughout northeast neighborhoods. The people responsible hadn't seemed to discriminate by household, as people of varying races and backgrounds encountered what was left behind. The flyer doesn't make specific references to the Klan except for in its website URL. Instead, it uses language such as, quote, respected and honored, nonviolent and friendly and loyal to describe its organization. Most historians estimate the KKK has committed hundreds of murders of mostly black, Catholic, and Jewish Americans from its first iteration in the 1860s to as recently as 1981, when Alabama Klansmen lynched 19-year-old Michael Donald, a stranger to them before the murder. Quote, We do not believe in unprovoked violence, but instead use our minds and hearts to ensure our families and children can live in a peaceful and safe country, the flyer reads. We are looking for like-minded men and women from your area. Although Oregon had already had a history with KKK-esque groups and ideologies, its history with the Klan began with the inception of the first, quote, Clavern in Medford in 1921. The group enjoyed extensive influence in state and local governance for much of the early 20th century. It helped usher in legislation, such as the 1923 Alien Land Bill, which prohibited immigrants from owning land in their name, and the 1922 Oregon Compulsory Education Act, aimed at shutting down Catholic and Jewish-run schools. Medford Police Lieutenant Justin Ivins said that while Medford Police received some calls about the flyers, the language is protected by the First Amendment, and the agency is, quote, not even going to get involved in it. Next up. A man riding a bicycle and towing a cart was caught by a deputy as he pedaled away with three large flat-screen televisions, toilet paper, and other items allegedly stolen from recreational vehicles. John Ray Davis, 49, of the 8700 block of Gladstone Avenue in White City, faces charges of first-degree theft, first-degree criminal mischief, second-degree criminal trespass, unlawful entry into a motor vehicle, and three counts of second-degree burglary. On April 8th, a Jackson County Sheriff's deputy spotted Davis riding his bicycle and towing a cart in a vacant field. Davis stopped behind Our Place Mini Storage on Antelope Road in White City and loaded large items into his cart, according to a probable cause affidavit. The deputy stopped him as he was leaving the field and arrested Davis on a warrant from another case. When questioned by the deputy, Davis said a transient friend told him to pick up the property and keep one of the televisions for his trouble. When the deputy tried to get information about the transient friend to verify Davis' story, Davis refused to to provide details, saying he wasn't, quote, a rat, the affidavit said. The deputy found three televisions, a computer tower, computer speakers, a small safe, canned food, toilet paper, bolt cutters, a crowbar, and other items in the cart, the affidavit said. And last up. A five-year agreement between the city of Medford and an excavation company that shares the road with Prescott Park users is coming up for renewal on June 30th. The city has proposed asking for more help from Burl Brim Excavation, Inc. to maintain Roxanne Road, which is heavily used by the city park users as well as large trucks. During a study session Tuesday, the Parks and Recreation Commission will look at the proposed new agreement, 
which would raise the annual road use fee charged to Brim from the current $10,000 to $15,000 a year. The fee would offset by Brim's supplying 2,000 tons of base rock a year rather than the current 1,538. Brim will be required to repair all damage it causes to the road and to reimburse the city for 25% of the annual cost of lignin oil, which is a plant-based product that is spread on the gravel road. Rich Rosenthal, director of Parks and Recreation, said the oil is typically applied once a season, but could be applied more often, depending on whether it rains. The road use license, if recommended by the Parks and Recreation Commission at its May 22nd meeting, would come before the City Council on June 7th. And that's it for today. Be sure to check out full versions of these stories at our website, mailtribune.com, and follow us on social media if you want to stay connected to us throughout the day. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Have a good one. Thank you.